with the passing of Sean Connery. Watch you don't get shopping by it, I won't you? I had to, didn't I? Of course I did. I wanted to have a look at some of his movies. But not the run of the mill, not the... I'll have a look at, an, at a Bond or... Let me see if I can watch Highland and my splendid waistcoat. Oh, I had to, didn't I? And... Or, you know... Last Crusade. And I've alighted upon a movie that I've not seen for years. Directed by Richard Lester, who um, famously directed Hard Day's Night. And, you know, time served director. This is a 1979 movie, which is... I hesitate to say political discourse, because I don't think it ever really gets that far. But it has a political situation within it. And it's also part, let's get a lot of actors in and create some entertaining hoo-ha. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha. Because this is Sean Connery only really just in 1979's Cuba. Of course, the clue is in the title. It is set in Cuba. It's not about the um, the late 70s popular song. It's, um, it's set in that country, which adds an awful lot of um, allure to the film. And one of the best things about this movie is the way that it is filmed. It's beautifully sharply filmed and it's got um, and it's David Watkins cinematography has to be mentioned because he provides and the locations are great as well he provides a kind of widescreen big open feel to an awful lot of these scenes with a real kind of modernist and chrome feel all of that and that just adds to the strange feeling of this movie because not only is it set in Cuba so it's actually ostensibly about uh, the revolution Castro's revolution and um, Batista being um, being sent sent away and all of that and, and the revolution but it's also a sort of love story and also a sort of uh, I, I, I suppose a kind of it seems like some kind of soap opera what you've got really let me tell you the the plot just simply because it is pretty simple really Sean Connery plays a sort of um, well he's he's kind of a mercenary only he's not really he's not really a fighter he's not like the wild geese you know where you're going to war-torn countries and 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 try and make good and mend He's not like that. He's uh, he's Robert Dapes, who's a sort of well. He's never really sure what he is. He's uh, he's brought in there under General Bella, who's Martin Balsam. I said you've got a lot of big actors in here. Um, who is aligned with Batista's forces, and he's I suppose he's there to kind of I don't know what he's there for really. And I suspect neither does he. No, really explained. He's there either to 
help Batista or prevent the, the revolution. Or, I'm not sure what one man can do. And for most of the movie, he's just ferried around from place to place. Never really connects with many, place, many, many people and doesn't seem to be to have many connections there or to have any reason why you'd why you'd see him as somebody who was important. It's a bit odd. Among all this is the sort of richest or main family who've got um, got a big factory for rum and cigars. Of course, Cuba, rum and cigars. There you go. And they are... Um, he, he sees an old flame there who's the daughter of the son. He's, uh, it's Alexandra Lopez de Pulida who's played by Brooke Adams who got a lot of work around this time and Juan Pulido who's, uh, who, who's played by Chris Sarandon in a sort of very loose uh, way as he's very, very good at doing. The, the scion, of course, of, uh, of the particular... Um, family is uh, is played actually by Walter Gotel who of course seemed to appear in almost all of the Bond movies at a certain time as some kind of Russian general so he plays Don Jose Pulido who is the big uh, money maker there and because she's an old flame you get that sort of you were much younger then I was in the army did I mean nothing to you? And eventually, that is the case. So they spend some time together because, you know, her husband is straying. He's got a, uh, another woman who works in the factory. And the, he, he, they get together, but he tries to get her away from there, come away from Cuba. I don't want to leave Cuba. Eventually, she said, I find my time... Uh, outside of Cuba, I feel that it was time wasted and nothing, um, including my time spent with you, changes that memory, which is a bit of a slap in the face for him. He still says, well, I'll be on the plane. There'll be a ticket for you. Bit foolish. But then he seems quite disconnected and lost. Spends most of the time resplendent in beige and spends most of the time having things done to him because... He's sort of in the middle of a whirlwind here. There are loads of people trying to make money. You've got Denim Elliott in there playing um, Shabby, as he does so well. He's called Donald Skinner. He's a, you know, he's an expat who has um, a, a sort of plane business. He's ferrying um, uh, um, guns to the rebels and wants to be paid. At one point, he, he gets the, he said, where's the money? Money! Which is, which is quite nice. You've got uh, an American, American um, um, businessman, played by Larry Gutman, who comes over, who's desperate to try and open out um, the, uh, the, the, the possibility of, of some business there. He gets taken for a ride most of the time. On the other side, you have Batista's men. Hector Elizondo is in there as Captain Rafael Ramirez, who spends quite a lot of time with the resplendent in base, Sean Connery, who seems generally like a, a good man, you know. This, it doesn't, at no point does it ever say, well, you know, the rebels are the ones we should be, um, we should be accepting here and supporting here. Look at how awful uh, Batista's reign is. Of course, 
At one point, he brings, um, he's got somebody up for presidency called Aguero, who um, we see the ballot papers being given the the cross in, against Aguero's name way before the election. He gets elected and there is civil war, which sparks off some kind of revolution. But at no point do we think, well, you know, Batista's appalling. These these rebels are great. Uh, you know, most, most of the time in this film, we are left under no illusion that the whole thing is a complete mess. Everyone is corrupt. This happens all the time. And of course, it's Cuba. It's like the old Wild West. Well, you know, capitalism does this all the time. And so does socialism to a certain extent. And when the two crash, I mean, look at Russia. When the two crash, these kind of things can happen. So the whole thing is a complete oddity. People are getting shot left, right and centre. There's a there's a big um, a big dinner with uh, General Ballo is there and there's lots of people there, you know, and Walter Gotel is there. I mean, it's Brown Windsor soup, you know. And suddenly the rebels burst in and, and shoot quite a lot of people. At which point Connery, who's just arriving late, comes in and asks for Gotel's uh, cape to cover another woman who is bleeding out. And he, of course, sweeps off with it. Oh, you unfeeling bastard. Of course, everyone's unfeeling. Nobody cares on either side who lives or dies. So you see some extraordinary sights like Martin Balsam um, on top of a a load of sandbags unsteadily riding a, a train on top of a train. It's very odd. There are some very odd moments here. You've got Roger Lloyd packing here as Nunes, who's a sort of um, a sort of rebel. He's kind of like a, he'll insinuate himself because he can dress in a suit. You know, he looks quite good in a suit. So, you know, he's he's somebody who gets into the to oil the wheels and all that. There are lo- there's lots of this. You've got you've got um, somebody coming over from America to try and bring their culture over. Miss Wonderly was kind of half dancer, half stripper, and her her um, her agent, her press agent, played by Dave King. You've got David Rappaport in here in the um, in the the factory as Jesus, who see it seems constantly has a, a stream of consciousness about what's going on in lieu of a radio. What's going on in the in the country? And when he stops doing that, and the radio is turned on, that's when revolutionary radio comes through. And they all get out to have their general strike. It's just, it's just that no one can really get a bead, and that's part of the, that's part of the point, that no one really gets what they want. Sean Connery doesn't know why he's there, really. The Batista um, side don't really know why they're doing this. Batista does. spends a lot of his spends uh, his main scene watching a Hammer Dracula film, and that's fair enough. If you can't do that when you're a leader, what can you do? The rebels are doing this because, well, you know, we, we need to fight for the people, but there's more to it than that. It's all about, there's a lot about cash and all of that. And right in the middle, you get capitalist America trying to open things up and trying to pay money to grease the wheels. It's just really odd. But if you can take two hours of not really knowing where you are, then 
Leicester's done a really fine job at this. He's not the only one to have a go at this, you know. The historical events were in Godfather 2 and Sidney Pollock did a, a 1990 film, Havana, with Robert Redford. You'll know that one. This does look really good. It does. Ha there's a lot of sort of Spanish um, locations, big Spanish mansions, and there's a lot of atmosphere about that. Strangely enough, Brooke Adams wasn't the first person to be offered the role she played. It was Diana Ross who was offered it. I'm not quite sure that really would work. Well, she might do the soundtrack tie-in, of course. It's a... Uh, it's an interesting little movie. Generally, when it came out, people didn't like it. Hollywood Reporter liked it. Said it had a sense of authenticity of place, which is probably a, the only thing you can say, which is, we went to Cuba and we did some shooting there. Or we went to Spain and we did some shooting there. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not ideal. It's not shot in Cuba, it's shot in Spain, but it, it works very well with a kind of very clean look to it. But as a film that Connery is in, it doesn't really show him at his best. You know, it, it doesn't require him to do any acting really and he's not quite sure why he's there he's neither good nor bad he doesn't like fighting he doesn't really want to fight for Batista one of the young revolutionaries who does most of the killing in this says um, while he's holding Brooke Adams's character at gunpoint so you know you 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 decide he said would, would, would you if I gave you more money would you come over to my side? He said, no, I wouldn't overthrow a democratically elected government. He said, so you decide who's democratically elected and who's the right government then? Yeah, there is no definite yes or no here. It's who's got the most money, who's got the biggest push, who's the opportunist, and why they're doing it doesn't seem to be the main reason here. But that's part of its charm, I suppose. It's only three out of five, and there are better Connery films out there, as you know. This resembles a film that came about six years later, which had Rossiter in it, Water. And I might have a look at that as well, because that's not as stylish as this. But it's certainly similar. No one knows what they're doing. And that's exactly what the director is going for. Ta-ta!